So good evening. Today is Monday, August 2nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Appendix 2, and our speaker from California tonight is Sharon. So welcome, Sharon, and thank you for being here. Hi, Sharon, compulsive overeater, recovered in Southern California. Hi. Um, so do I read it first and then speak? Okay, okay, okay. Um, so this is Appendix 2 in the Spiritual Experience. I'll give you a little background about for anyone that doesn't know me. Um, I'm, I've only been recovered for a year and a half. I only found OA a year and a half ago. Um, at 58 years old, I walked into the rooms of OA having lived my life thinking that food was love. Um, every place I've lived and everywhere I've gone, um, when I, before I could make friends or whatever it would, I would go to the store, whether it was in Belgium and I bought chocolate and cheese or wherever I lived, food was my friend. Um, when I was little, it was whatever I could sneak out of the cabinets, just not feeling like um, I got the attention. Um, and so um, love came from food. It took me a very long time to realize that that was my, my issue. Um, and Though I've been on, I, I, my weight loss was um, bar having twins where my weight loss was probably 75 pounds, weight gain, weight loss. I um, more or less went up and down 40 to 50 pounds every year um, and got really good at the quick diet and then gaining it all back. And it wasn't until um, February 7th of uh, um, 2020, that I walked into my first meeting. And what got me there was um, I opened my calendar on February 5th and saw that I'd written down on February 7th, the Girl Scout cookie sale day started. And I don't have little children. I have, I have five grandchildren and none of them sell Girl Scout cookies. Um, and the, the fact that that was what was the only thing in my calendar that day literally freaked me out. Like, I, cause I, I, every year I would like find nowadays you can like, they're selling them everywhere. You don't have to wait till someone comes to your door. So that was a big problem. And then on February 6th, I took something out of the freezer and ate it while it was still frozen on February 7th, showed up at my first OA meeting, found a sponsor a couple of weeks later and felt I'd found my home. I'd found my fellows. I, you know, and um, I thank God for, for this program. Now when my, my grown children, my daughters speak to me, I hear what they're saying and I'm not thinking about the food on the table. And it's just such a blessing. Um, I grew up in a Jewish household um, where um, there wasn't necessarily religion, there was more tradition, um, but I've always believed that there was something out there greater than me. I've never put a face to it. I've never prayed to it. I've or named. I've never, until OA, really um, worried about that. Other than I knew that it couldn't be, you know, the the, the reason for the trees and the mountains and, and everything else. There was something greater than me out there. And when my children didn't necessarily believe in in God, I would say, just please believe that there's something greater than you. That was all I ever wanted my kids to believe. 
Um, and um, so come to OA and it's like, wow, yes, there, there really truly, you know, is something that I can count on. Um, it took me, I'd say I acted as if for quite some time, I'd say months, maybe several months where, you know, I would, you know, a, 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 a decision, an important decision would come. And um, I would think, what would, what would the, the spiritual version, what would the, the pure version, the kind version, the, 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 the version of myself that is shown grace do? And I guess that was my way of connecting with a higher power. I didn't know it at the time. Um, I just knew that I had to, if I asked myself, my selfish, um, self-seeking self to make that decision, it would have been the wrong decision. So, you know, I've heard people say, it's a tree. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever you want it to be other than yourself. I'm not God. Um, so here in this appendix, I, I uh, back, well, on page 25 is where at first the, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences. And for many of us, um, I think for myself, you wonder what's, what is that? What is a spiritual experience? Was I, you know, did, 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 did God come to me in my sleep and talk to me? Was I, you know, standing in the food aisle and wanted to grab a box of cookies and God said, no, don't touch those. You know, what, what was the spiritual experience? What, what's the explanation of, of that? Um, or, uh, but for me more so, it was a spiritual awakening. Over the course of the last year, um, I realized that my, my, my decisions, my choices are coming from a place of goodness rather than a, a, play, a place of selfishness. Um, and, and that's the, I believe for me, the awakening of, of my spirit, um, the awakening of my spirituality. Um, and, I, and I only really recently feel this where it says the first paragraph shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. I, I actually feel that personality change in the decisions that I make. Um, for the first time, it, interestingly enough, I was on a, a trip several weeks ago um, and on the course of the flight and the car rental and the, the many things that I could have moaned and groaned about and didn't, at, when we were just checking into the hotel with where there was no food at 1130 at night, my husband said, wow, I don't even know. Like, you know, the car smelled like smoke. You said nothing. The, you know, the, the, there's no food at the hotel. We're going to sleep hungry. You've said nothing. You're smiling. You're happy. And I thought, and all I could say to him was, well, thank you for noticing. I feel great. Like, and, and I, and I truly believe that that, that is, that is the personality change because I would have in the past returned the car three times because it would have smelled like smoke or, you know, I, I, you name it, I would have complained about it. So for me to get in and, and not have a thought other than, yay, we've landed, we're heading to our hotel was like an all out miracle. And it made my husband after 35 years of marriage, so happy. Um, so, um, and then, so they talk about, uh, yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes are religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. 
happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. So I think that, um, you know, they talk about don't quit before the miracle, don't. Uh, and I think because um, we, we wait, we wait for God to show his fate. We wait for this higher power, this spiritual thing that's going to happen. But it's, it's, it's unfortunately, it's patience and trust. And for me, acting as if, um, you know, is, is really what, what helped because all I knew was I couldn't do it on my own. So I, I would have waited as long as it took. I would I'd, I'd just keep on waiting because I have no other choice but to hope that I can connect. Um, in the first few chapters, I'm, I'm on the third paragraph of the appendix. On the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. And I mean, you know, I mentioned before the meaning that she loves this chapter, as do I, because it really clarifies, you know, in my first, with my first sponsor, when she said, okay, let's go to the back and read the appendix, I was like, really? Really? Why? <laughs> like, and now I see why, you know, after we read it, I was like, oh, yeah, because without it, it's mis, I don't know, misleading perhaps. And it, it, it could scare many of us away thinking that, that this has to be, you know, uh, you know, an immediate, like we, every day we're looking for, for, you know, looking for our higher power in all the wrong places, as they say. Um, and then uh, um, the next paragraph, among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Mo and I have had, I've had more than one sponsee who, who have had um, uh, an experience. So it, it, that wasn't what happened for me, but I have had people that, that really feel that sponsors that really feel that. And um, I wouldn't mind knowing what that felt like, but I'm grateful to have it any way I can. Um, and then um, it says most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. However, I will say if I were waiting for my friends to notice, I could be waiting for a very long time because while I was away last weekend and this trip where my husband was so kind, um, my friends only wanted to know what new diet I was on. They didn't, no matter how many, I, these are friends that I was with since I've known them since I was 12. They've seen me through, I, I get it a lot of diets, but I did go to the trouble because they're so important to me to explain OA to them. Um, and as many of us know, that doesn't matter. We all have each other. And that's, that's, that's what we have getting, getting, friends to really um, understand or notice the change. My friends more noticed that my clothes fit me lovely and then my personality wasn't so annoying. Um, so um, I, it's, it's just very interesting. Um, uh, he finally realizes he's gone and he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought by himself alone. Yeah, I mean, how many of has tried every self-help book to change, to be, 
to try to figure out how to be kinder, more patient, more loving, less critical of others. I, I've, I've tried that for many years. I mean, gosh, for, God forbid my husband came home with the wrong thing from the grocery store. It was like, you know, a slew of critical <laughs> comments. I tried to change that. I, and for many years and only, only now, um, this last year have, well, I won't say I've succeeded because it's not me, it's my higher power. Um, he finally realizes he's undergone. Uh, so what often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. There we have it. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unexpected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Um, most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. I would say, I would say that might be true. I've not, I don't feel it's God consciousness for me. I, I, don't, I don't personally feel that. Um, I feel more that then there's power all around me that is helping me to make the right choices and have better experiences and show others the grace that they deserve. Um, and yeah, um, most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. And I, I again, I, I suppose that that, you know, when they, when they say, or when fellows, you know, say in a meeting, you know, don't leave before the miracle, I mean, unfortunately, not only leaving before the miracle, losing patience, not believing, um, belligerent denial. I mean, with with there's um, belligerent denial in many forms, especially today and with what's going on and um, having opinions on all sides of everything and in a way, we all kind of need to believe the same thing. There's, there's no, there's no two sides. Because if you don't believe that there is a higher power, that there's a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening waiting for you down the road, then, um, then we're lost. We're, we're doomed. Um, unlike with belligerent denial in other areas, you can have you can deny certain things and perhaps you'll, you know, still be, be just fine. Um, and here, I mean, we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. I'm going to say that again, it's in italics. Willingness, showing up to the rooms, staying in the rooms, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. But these are indispensable. 
There's a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. I love Herbert, Herbert Spencer. I love discussing that little um, quote um, because the first time I read it, I think I read it, you know, 10 some odd times trying to, you know, get the, the meat out of it. Um, yeah, I still look at it and think the same thing. So um, would love to hear from anyone after on what, the, what they think of that little quote. So um, yeah, I think that um, for me, um, spirituality is the key and getting there is my meditation every morning. I'm doomed by the third day of not having time for it. I'm not so pleasant. Um, my meetings um, connect me to my higher power because when I'm with all my fellows, um, I feel that I feel that. Sorry for the doggy. I feel that that spirituality um, much more so than I'm when I'm with my kind of normal, like eating old time friends, as I was several weeks ago. I was, it was hard to come by any spirituality. I was, I struggled, I struggled. I remained abstinence, but by the end of that, that, that trip, it started out with my husband giving me the most amazing compliment, but by the end of that trip, I barely felt recovered. I, um, and that was because I didn't take the time over the course of those days to acknowledge the spirit that, the spirituality that was around me. Um, my higher power. And I was so busy trying to figure out why my friends weren't noticing how wonderful I was. My ego took over. Um, and uh, that was a, it was a difficult place to be. I was very thankful when I got home um, after several days away um, and picked up my, my treasure and got on my meetings. Um, I did not time myself. I'm not even sure I could, two minutes left. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope out there, I will say, you know, um, but, uh, but sp whether it's a spiritual experience, whether it's a spiritual awakening, whether we're acting as if we just need to believe and, 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 and keep on keeping on. And, and I believe that we all have the power to get there. Um, so thank you so much. I, I really loved being able to share. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and what we just studied this week. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. And with the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Thanks, Em. Who would like to share or ask a question? I see Daisy, go ahead. 
Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Sharon, so much for that wonderful um, share. It was awesome. Great lead. Um, I really liked your emphasis on the acting as if. Um, that's been so helpful to me. I, I think that, that for a long time, I used to believe that like, sorry, there's a lot of ambulances going on. Outside. Um, for a long time, I used to believe that like our beliefs are set and it's like, you can't change that. You just believe what you believe. And um, coming into this program and kind of like toying with that idea a little bit has really changed my perception around belief. And I think that acting as if is part of that. Um, I, wow, sorry, really, I'm distracted by outside. <laughs> um, I, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so I need to, I need to take a moment. I'm gonna, can you come back, circle back? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's great. Um, I, you know what, I'm going to jump in and take a share. Hey, Amy B, compulsive overeater living in a recovered state. Sharon, thank you so much for that beautiful share on spiritual experience and your honesty about what it looks like in your life and how you came into it. Um, from my own experience, I actually had very early in program like an incredible moment, like one of those things that they describe, which they, you know, say in this book, um, in this appendix, you know, the, the, the impression, you know, must be in the nature of a sudden spectacular upheaval. I had a moment, I had a, a bright and brilliant moment. And here's the kicker from that. It was deceiving because I thought that all of a sudden I had this new awareness that that was it that that was enough, that that would do it. How does, and, and, and that was, okay, I'm a grammar nerd. So of course, like experience is a noun and experience, but experience is also a verb to experience something. And I had this experience, this noun experience. And I thought that it was like in this present moment, it's its own thing. Then after working the steps in the big book and actually getting to have my own ongoing, growing, developing experience of spirituality and what it meant to me was a very different thing. And the thing in the beginning, I thought that this awareness was enough and it wasn't, it was very deceptive. So um, I'm actually gonna toss it to you with a question and because I would love to hear like your thoughts on experiencing your spirituality on an ongoing basis? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Hey, thank you for that question. Um, you know, I, it is, it's, it's a daily um, uh, thing in my life. And um, what I'm, when I'm um, paying attention, it's very clear um, that the day has gone the way it has because I've been awakened, so to speak. Um, you know, at the end of a day before feeling this spiritual awakening, um, you know, there were so many things that annoyed and bothered and, um, 
and, and decisions that I didn't know how to make from the right place. Um, and, and now I, I really feel that um, on an ongoing basis, not when I'm not um, really practicing and staying with my program and, you know, but, but when I am, um, that all of these, um, these, these things that I go through on a daily basis are because the, the, the way they turn out is because of this spiritual awakening. And one little thing, I, when we talk about as if, um, recently I saw this woman making keychains at a farmer's market and um, on my keychain, she engraved as if. And I love looking at that all the time because it's just, it's just a reminder. We don't always, we don't always every minute feel that, but as if can fill in any time. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. I love that. Thank you. All right, Daisy, would you like to uh, finish up? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Amy. And thank you, buddy, for uh, your patience. Um, yeah, so anyways, just what I was saying was like, I used to think that our belief system was fixed. And I'm starting to learn that, you know, through acting as if we can really change our beliefs. Um, and often it's like, what do I, what do I choose to believe in this moment? You know, there are many moments that I'm like stuck in fear or like have all the problems worked out in my head, but I can choose to believe something different. You know, taking this example, like I could go into, you know, a shame spiral if I felt like it of, oh my God, like I didn't, I froze during my share and I got distracted and blah, 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 blah. Or I can choose to believe, oh, God just didn't want me to speak in that moment. And if I, if I make that second choice, my life is just going to be easier. <laughs> like my life is just easier when I trust in God. And, and that's like an actual action that I can take. Um, uh, one of my favorite stories that I heard on a podcast once was this woman talking about how, I think it was like a story of a story. I don't, I don't know who this actually happened, but her sponsor had, you know, she didn't, didn't really believe in a higher power and her sponsor, um, had her every night before bed, chuck her sneakers under the bed. And, you know, every morning she would have to go down and get them out. So twice a day she was on her knees and she, you know, at, at first she was like, screw this, you know, I don't believe in you, God, blah, blah, blah. But, but she was still praying on a daily basis. And over time, you know, she really started to believe. And, um, you know, today, like a lot of my prayer and, and my daily faith really comes from like, seeing results, <laughs> you know, just, just doing it and seeing that my life is just better and I, and easier, and I can be more loving and giving to the world. And, um, I don't need to get so caught up in like, well, what is my conception? And does that really make sense? And yada, yada, yada. And how does this work? It's just like, do it and, you know, be present. And that's, that's, what's worked for me. So anyways, Really appreciate being here. I'll pass. Thank you, Daisy. We're going to have Elena followed by Karen Kay. Go ahead, Elena. Everyone, I'm Elena, Compulsive Reader Restrictor. Uh, thank you so much, Sharon. I really enjoyed and related to everything you said. Um, and I do have a question for you, but I want to say that my experience in the beginning was not sudden. Um, I didn't have like a great upheaval. I didn't have a great psychic change. Um, 
mine came, you know, like a thread of God consciousness. And I am, I have experienced a series of miracles, like little mini miracles throughout my time in the program. I've only been here almost eight, nine months. Um, but I noticed that there's still this thread of perfectionism regarding my spirituality. And there was someone on this line that said to me, you know, Elena, you're not going to levitate. You know, you're not, you're not going to levitate now that you're recovered or now that this or now that that. And, and I always keep that in mind, like progress, not perfection. But I do also see a trend that I did with the food, either it's too much or not enough. Like I can get into like prayer and meditation, like, <clears throat> like clockwork every morning and I can have like too much of it. And then when I don't feel that like strong connection, I feel deprived. It's like this restriction too much kind of thing that I see happening. And, and at the same time, it's still like a gut consciousness. And there's like, you know, I'm super grateful for everything about that, but I don't know if you've ever had that experience where, you know, how do you handle it when you feel like maybe you aren't as connected, you know, or, you know, I, maybe my prayer this morning wasn't, I got up at five in the morning and I prayed and meditated like I usually do. Maybe it's just prayers in the shower, you know, maybe it's just like praying and seeking out God throughout the day and how, and I have to just be okay with that because I am you know, just a human. And this is progress, not perfection. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but how, if you did, how did you handle that? If you felt like, you know, it was kind of taking a turn or I hope I made sense, but. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Um, I can completely relate to that perfectionist mystic feeling of, you know, am I doing it right? Am I doing it enough? Am I, you know, um, should I spend two hours or is my 30 minutes good enough? Um, and then, you know, I've just kind of found um, what works for me, which is um, wake up in the morning and before I do anything else, somebody, um, a meditation teacher calls it R RPM, um, rise, pee, and meditate. Um, and, and that's what I try to do because I know me and I know that, and I do a 20 minute, you know, um, whether it's guided or not, it's 20 minutes. Um, I look at my day on awakening and um, because when I don't, and, and I didn't, when I was away, it causes problems. I'm not prepared no matter how much I meditate in the morning, if I haven't thought of the things during the day that may um, trip me up, it's going to be, a, it's going to, it's just not going to go as smooth. It's going to put me, you know, I used to tell my kids when they were little, don't you ask me at the last minute, if you can have a sleepover, <laughs> I'm good. It's going to be a no. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't want last minute. I want to be prepared. So I'm going to look at my day. What am I up against? What, you know, what, where can things go wrong? Um, and when I don't do that, it's not the end of the world, but it isn't the best world, right? It's, it's you know, um, but I, I, I no longer, you know, I, I have to say, and I, I know Amy was on the meeting with me the day after I returned from this, this trip. And I was, I, I literally wanted to cry. I was beating myself up a little bit um, because, you know, every morning I woke up and everyone wanted to go get breakfast and everyone wanted to go because we was with all these old friends and I didn't meditate and I didn't. And I thought, it's okay, it's one day. Okay, now it's okay, it's two days. By day three, I was like, what have I done? Like what? And I did beat myself up a little bit, but I learned. Now I know for next time, 
just, you know, I'll meet you at breakfast. I'll, you know, be down when I'm ready, you know, but um, so there's like this, this happy medium, this, you know, where, you know, I can't skip three days, but I can, I can, um, but it's okay if it's just 20 minutes, but you know, there are those things that just help me. I, I hope that was, was a helpful answer. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Alina, for the question. Karen Kay, followed by Wendy S. Go ahead, Karen. Great, thank you. Um, Karen Kay, recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. And thank you, Sharon. Um, I could just like relate to so much of what you were saying. And um, the I love the spiritual experience appendices and like the part that it says, you know, that, um, that you know, that people have this, you know, experience of sudden and spectacular upheavals. And like, I didn't want that. Like I was, I was afraid, like I was so afraid of like what that was gonna look like for me. Like, like, okay, I'm, I'm buying into this. I'm, I'm starting, you know, I'm doing this OA thing and I'm, I'm learning and I'm learning. And, and I was afraid because I heard on the lines people having these like enormous spiritual experiences. And I was still like fearful. Um, and so I didn't want that, but I also was having trouble seeing how or if I was experiencing a spiritual experience. And, um, and my sponsor, like I would, we would talk and my sponsor would say, okay, let's stop. Like that's different behavior. Like you're showing up differently. Like I hear you saying that you went to a higher power. I hear you pausing. I hear, and like, okay, you're having this change. Like, this is how things are changing. And it was like, it was just like amazing. And I liked how you said like, um, you know, things were coming from a place of goodness and not from a place of selfishness. And um, like, that's how I, that's how I feel, not perfect, but like, that's how I feel today. Like, I don't feel good when I come from a place where I used to come from. Like it just doesn't feel good. And so I feel like I'm not in alignment with my higher power. And like that to me is like this, this spiritual change. Like it doesn't feel good. All that like lying and, um, you know, misbehavior that I did as an addict, like it just doesn't feel good anymore. And like, even though it's really hard sometimes to be honest, and it's really hard sometimes to show up differently, like that's like this this spiritual change that I'm experiencing. And, um, and I too can relate to the fact of like, um, I wanna be that like, that like fun, uh, impulsive girl. I wanna be that like, like little addict behavior on, on my shoulder. Like, oh, it's time to go, I'm going, let's go, let's go. It's, it's time, what, you're doing that this morning? Oh my gosh, I didn't know, let's go, let's do. And like, it doesn't always work out well for me, like up here and like with my higher power. And um, so I love you saying like, you know, I've learned like, and I learned too um, that I'm different and um, I'm grateful for it, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm different. I have to spend time. And, um, and uh, anyway, so thanks so much for letting me share. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Th